offense allowed. Page Kramer. Yep. So, oh, the good crack. It's kind of an odd can crack. I, I'm kind of excited for this beer. Real quick, let's get it out of the way. Look at this yes. page. Cubby beer. I'm not a. I'm not. Oh. A, I'm not a Cubs fan. I'm actually watching the Mets, literally on this yeah. other screen over here. Um, but a Cubby gummy beer. So cheers. Holy. Cheers. Shit. Holy yeah. shit. Um, so this episode is coming to everyone a, a day later than we usually record. Yes. And look, I don't like to throw religion into things, but, um, I think there was a higher power that was like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to need you guys to hold off for 24 hours because buddy, oh my God. I've got a storyline for you. Oh, and it is Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban publicly squaring off in probably one of the most like dramatic I sound like the bachelor person. One of the most dramatic seasons yet. Like, no, this is probably one of the most dramatic things that have happened in college football in terms of like name recognition and status of the people involved. I, you know, you were at, we were asking about this before the show and I was trying to think, okay, so this is why this is amazing. First of all, because a lot of the stories in college football that break are like really bad. Like, like Penn yes. state really horrible. Like the, the defining Baylor. like Baylor, right? Horrible. Yes. The, the one that, uh, like, Monte Teo, like, when that shit broke, like, that kind of broke everything. And this is sort of in that vein of, like, amazing, amazing off-season content. Amazing off-season content. I, I have so many thoughts, but I, I just love the fact that you've got these two dudes who work together, who probably have a deep personal respect and professional respect for each other. That it yep. feels like it feels like a wrestling bit. It feels like it, honestly, it feels like Jimbo's trotting out there, you know, well, you know, and then boom, just spews all this shit, and then they're they're at each other, um, and it happened in like twelve hours. So yes, we did not plan to do this uh, yesterday. If you look at the the text, I said, oh my god, there's too much shit going on. Shit's breaking. Let's do it tomorrow. And it's like the best uh, decision we've made because holy shit, content galore. Yes. So this all started um, on a Wednesday night when Nick Saban was talking about um, NIL in general and was just saying that, you know, Texas A&M paid for their recruiting class with their collective that they have. And that was not what NIL was created for. Mm -hmm. um, he did not use the term illegal. So I don't know why that is coming out, but it, it was implied. And he did mention also, I want to say, this is not just between Jimbo and Nick. This is also between Deion Sanders. And he brought up the um, conversation about the Miami player who, college basketball player who said, hey, this is what I want to get paid. If you're not going to pay me, I'm going to go somewhere else, which was all public information. This is all things that we already knew. Yes. And to his point in this rant, it he was just saying, the NCAA cannot step in and, and hold up these these things that they said they were going to because, again, they'll just be sued. And yes. it's just not going to work out. So this is – it's it's changed it forever, but it's not – it's more complicated than just the NCAA stepping in, which we've talked about on this podcast. And that was the start. But he specifically called out Texas A&M's recruiting class. He, and that was on Wednesday night. And he said – you know what? i got to get the quote here. But he said he he basically the word bought he mm -hmm. used 
he mm-hmm. basically saying he bought the recruiting class, and I'm paraphrasing. And Nick also said, like, we didn't buy anybody. Now, let's talk about Nick Saban's rant because I, I want to yes. unpack all this. Nick Saban, Jimbo was like crossfire. This was not an A&M rant. This was an NCAA yes. rant. And I think he was also a call to arms for his boosters to get their goddamn wallets out. That's that's what I think it truly was, Paige. What do you think about this? Like, Nick's like, hey, guys, like, let's go. Um, Nick does this on, he did this, uh, let's go back. Is this what we want yes. football to be, right? Like, when he started talking about the hurry-up offense, when we talked about the transfer portal, when we talked about, so, so what he's done with all this shit is saying, I'm going to warn you. I'm going to break shit, and then, he, and then he does do it. So this is his way of kind of warning it. Jimbo was cross, crossfire, like, and so was Deion Sanders. Like, they're sort of taking advantage of it. But that was not his target. Like, everything he says is, like, he's got a mission. And his mission was to yeah. generate a ton of attention, and holy shit, did he do that. Hold on. There's one thing I do want to say is before he got to the part about everyone else doing that, he brought up how much and how his – players were paid by NIL this year and how much they made in the NFL over the course of oh, yeah. the last couple of years. So he was, he was, it was definitely a pitch Clip and it, it was yeah. a strong narrative that he wanted to push. Absolutely. There's no denying that, but also he's the best in the business at doing that. And like you said, it wasn't a rant about Jimbo doing this. Do I think that there was some, cause to be fair, some of the players that went to Texas A&M this year were players that I think, um, we're looking at Alabama, wanted to go to Alabama. And I don't think it's too far off to say that he probably got wind of a player, whether it be from that player directly or whoever is involved with that player, that like, hey, this is what AM is going to give us. What are you going to give us? There's no doubt in my mind that that is part of this, that like, this is happening. And this is, but this is also how it was happening before NIL. For sure. And to Nick's point, like, Alabama didn't need to do any of that because it was Alabama. Now, are they still promoting NIL well, and trying to be on the side of it? You know, that's part of the issue here, though, Paige. In in Saban saying this, I think this is this is where I'm conflicted. When he's like, well, we didn't have to pay anybody. Look, the reputation mm. with Alabama historically of, like, the Dodge Chargers and all the players, you know, like, let's be real here. Everybody's yes. getting paid. Everybody's getting no, paid. It, that, that was my point. Yes, for sure. And But... But Saban's now is there a okay? I say this is not directed to Jimbo, but Nick Saban is really smart in everything he says. Is he pissed off that A and M just bought the best recruiting class? Oh goddamn, he's pissed. Yeah, he is. for sure he's pissed off. So while yeah. it's like an inadvertent like elbow jab at Jimbo, it's a well placed rib shot that he knows is going to piss Jimbo off, and he lured him right out. I he mean, did. he lured him. He knew exactly what was going to happen. And Jimbo can't take the bait, but Nick didn't say anything that was wrong. Like he, no. he he really didn't say anything that was wrong. I think the the part that people are taking issue with is like, buddy, you're gonna really say that you've never bought a player before, and mm-hmm. I we don't. There's no rec- like referencing of it. We can all connect the dots as college football fans to say yes. Okay, we know how the game works. We yeah, there are a lot of like unspoken things, and I think to Jimbo's point. And why he took the bait was because for a while, that's how it's always been. But I feel like even with like the transfer portal and like Narduzzi and Lincoln Riley, like the days of coach speak 
are over. Yeah. They are calling each other out publicly because they're sick and tired of this shit, for lack of a better term, yeah. going on and no one being held accountable for it and just pretending like we don't know because now there are things that like are tangible. So to Nick Saban's point, they don't have a collective that is used to bring players in. Their NIL is done a very specific way and he does that on purpose to be like, hey, we can pay players this way and you're going to get your money here in Alabama, but we're still not paying for play. And to his point is the collective that goes through the marketing group that's funded by boosters is directly going to to players before they even have a tangible thing that they're, you know, getting like a, a TV deal or yeah. working for a car dealership or doing whatever before they get this money. And they're being told about it, whether it be them directly. And also the thing that bothered me, we could start with moving into Jimbo's rant. Oh yeah. One of the main things that bothered me about how Jimbo went about this was he was like, well, I don't know about the collective and I don't involve myself in blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well that's him not wanting to be involved. So he doesn't get in trouble for anything that is, and he's saying that publicly, you should be aware of it. It's your program. Aren't they supposed to be responsible for the things that go on in their program? It seems a little odd. Just because it's not affiliated it's with the school doesn't mean it's not affecting your players. Okay, before we say what Jimbo said, I, I found the most interesting quote in this I saw from uh, Stuart Mandel posted from NIL attorney Mike Caspino. I don't know if you saw this. All right, so this is a mm-hmm. direct quote because I'm paraphrasing everybody and I'm probably butchering it. But this is a quote. So NIL attorney Mike Caspino... Here's this quote. Having worked with AM's collective, everything Jimbo Fisher said is 100% correct and true. He didn't violate any bylaws if you keep the collective separate from the school. AM and their collectives are just very good at what they do. Now, yes. the funny thing about that is that is exactly what Nick Saban is what alleging. Nick said, yes. it, it, like, so, so no one is saying you broke any rules. And by the way, AM is doing a fucking bang up job at this. Like, it's commendable. They're. This is the game. And we've been talking about this yeah. for months. Like, we yeah. all knew this. Do, do, if you're going to allow to be do the rules, don't blame the players, don't blame the coaches, don't play the, blame the collectives. That's the game. That's the part that Nick, I think, has got to be careful with. We talked about Dabo and the reputation of kids getting paid. Nick didn't go there. He's more going down the route of, like, it's a little wild, wild westy, which he's right. But essentially, A&M's NIL, someone affiliated, basically said, like, well, we didn't break any rules. Uh, we're we're paying these guys legally, which is legal. It's what Nick Saban said. So when Jimbo comes out and gets all you know frisky, frisky yeah, there uh, were some some quotes. I've, I will say yeah. though, I know there are a lot of people listening to this podcast that are going, Paige is going to take the side of Nick Saban because she's an Alabama homer, all the things. Mm-hmm. It did borderline for me on the Dabo thing because again, people and like recruits. And media members have already, not recruits tweeted, but media members have already tweeted seeing this being like, oh, Nick Saban's not on the side of the kids and he gets paid this much a year and he's saying that like these kids shouldn't get it. That wasn't the point, but that's how it came across. And I, if I, it very much concerned me like, hey, Nick, easy with, I understand where he was coming from, but it does come off a little dabbly being like, hey, you know, this is kind of messed up the way we're doing it. This is not the way it was intended. Um, but I don't think that was the point. I still think he's going to be on the side of the players and want them to get their money. Absolutely. But yeah. It, it, so, so let's do some of the Jimbo quotes. Here's one. Yes, we please. never bought anybody. No rules are broken. Nothing was done wrong. Should I do it? It's a shame. They got to sit here and defend seven year old kids and families in Texas A&M because we do things right. We're always going to do <laughs> things right. We're always going to be here. We're doing a heck of a job. All right. So that's one. 
It's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out here and say this when he doesn't get his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow these things to happen. It's ridiculous when he's not on top. How's my impression? Is it very good or bad? It's fantastic. I love it. I, I wish I could talk faster. I've got like one more quote. This, uh, he also goes on to say that their relationship is done. But this is my favorite quote. Okay, Paige. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did this deal. You may find out a lot of things you don't want to. I can't even say it without laughing. You may find out a lot of things you don't want to know. We build him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can't find out anything you want to find out. What he does and how he does it, it's despicable. Okay, God. God's getting, God's getting mentioned. God, shout out to God. Jimbo called his presser to, it's a nothing burger other than to bitch. It's just a big old fat nothing burger other than to bitch and say he's done with his former coach. I don't necessarily think Jimbo comes out of this looking good. If I'm Jimbo, I would have doubled down and said, hell yeah, we're taking advantage of this. Like within a, like not making it look weird. Like we're out for the players. We are out for the betterment of the players. The rules are here. Like I think Jimbo actually could have leaned into the Saban criticism and turned it into the an advantage. Like, to even say, or, absolutely, come here. Not that we're going to pay you, but look, we really want to take care of our players. The rules have changed, and we're really happy to be. He doesn't do that, though, because he can't get beyond Saban. Like, he can't, he can't get beyond him. So those quotes, though, are unbelievable. It was a really fun story when Nick talked. It became a super fun story when Jimbo had to just schedule a presser out of thin air. I watch that presser and after answering every question he throws some form of dig some form of petty comment comes after answering the final question somebody will be asking the next question and he will be getting his final dig out what was interesting to me is that he goes on that rant he starts with like this is despicable i can't believe Stop. i have to defend despicable. 17 year old kids and their families and blah blah joke. blah but here i am attacking and saying to look into the alabama program and their kids and what's going on there so it's tit for tat like that. You're right. He should have, he could have used this so much to his advantage and he just let his emotions get the best of him. Um, including being like, what did he say? If I said something like that, my dad would have slapped me upside the head. Maybe oh, someone yeah. should have slapped him upside the head. And then, um, what was the other one? He's like, our program's clean. I'm not a cheat. I'm not a liar. I don't pay our players. It's funny how I can say that about my program. It's like every single thing was like a, a dig. And it's just, and ask anyone who's worked with him. Like, of all the coaches for you to say that about, like, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that if people had to decide between Jimbo and Nick, there's going to be a huge contingency for Nick Saban because he's known for helping people rebuild their careers. And maybe they're not the best of people, but he sees the best in people in that aspect and tries to rebuild their careers. I, like, also, like, don't bite the hand in the future. You beat him once. Like, not to be dramatic, but, like, seriously. Well, there, you, like, you know, I was thinking, it just was very I, intense. I, I was thinking about that, too. There's a shit ton of pressure on A&M. There already was a shit ton of pressure on A&M. But, like, now I think with the recruiting class and the attention, like, you know, Nick has already won. Nick, Nick, he doesn't have to win another national championship. And he may not. He, he might. He's got a good shot this year. A&M is on the rise. They look great. They're, they're, they look like a team that's going to be – Really tough, maybe this year, but you're just creating, you know, you're just, it, I don't think this is like a rallying cry. 
I, I, it's a weird thing. It's fun as shit. As a fan of just chaos, this is yeah. what I want. But I can't say his rant was very effective other than to make me laugh. And if you if that was the goal, then you've done that, sir. And we get to write about it. We get to talk about it. It's great goddamn content. But Nick's intentions were to, you know, stir the pot. And he knows it. He he knows it. Nick called Jimbo last night. He Jimbo called. Yeah, said, he called him. Yeah, and he didn't answer. And he, wow, we're done. So 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 Nick's intentions were to stir the pot and kind of get the bear out of the cave, and he got it. Like and he and, and Jimbo like truly, instead of going full double down, like fuck yeah, I'm about my players, and we're gonna get these kids paid and blah. He just was, you know, God and narcissist and like. Like it's, he called, it is yeah, amazing. he called him a narcissist. Like that's a big thing, especially because these, they they were friends ish. You know what I mean? Like For sure. they, in terms of like assistants that Nick still talked to, like Lane, probably not one of those people. Jimbo, probably one of those people. Cool. I don't. I mean, also, can we talk about how Lane yes. is just sitting back oh, yeah. eating his popcorn, just like yes, he's going to use this to his advantage, and it's the best. Kirby probably has no idea what is going on. And then I saw, I think it was, God, which head coach was it? I, no, like. Was it Drinkwitz who was um, in Disney World taking pictures with, yeah. like, with um, Star Wars characters? Like, everybody else in the SEC is like, all right, well, I guess we're going to, Jimbo, that's the you want to die on? Like, he, all right, buddy, good I, luck. I laid, laid, like, retweeting with gifts. It's perfect. Like, he is the perfect hype man. Which he is. And by the way, Lane, Lane doesn't want any of this. I, I think no, no. coach. You, no, Kirk, Lane Kirk, is Team Saban regardless if he believes it or not. Kirby going to sit back and be very quiet and go about his business. Because you don't, I don't think anybody wants uh, this stuff unearthed. Because it does create discomfort. NCAA discomfort. Whatever discomfort. Like you're oh. opening yourself up to criticism or, you know, investigations. Like that's what this yeah. is. That's what I was just going to say. The big part about this that's kind of frightening is those two schools are going to be looked at pretty heavily. Not that they weren't already, but I can tell you that we know that Jimbo is not a perfect angel. And to call out somebody so publicly, and I think that's, honestly, I think that's why it's his reaction. You know how people, like, when you call out a criticism, it's something they're already pretty sensitive about. They come back at you really defensive. I think he was defensive because he knows that like, this is something that people are criticizing Texas A&M about and have been. And it's something where like, it may not be as, yes, it's going to follow all the loopholes, but is it right completely? Maybe not. And also like, I just don't, the idea of people digging into the drama of college football coaches, I which by the way, I have said this time and time again, if you have a spouse that is loves the real housewives of anything and you want them to watch one sport with you, you can get them to watch college football because this is just like watching a real housewives reunion uh, where they're like, ooh, I would love that. I need someone to, to I'll host it. Um, where they sit down at the end of the year and talk things out. Like that would be so funny. Oh. But also this sets up for a massive, massive, game like this that game was big in general because of last year but like this sets it up to be even more exciting october 8th uh in tuscaloosa 
I believe Alabama, we will talk some point spreads here shortly, is like a two two touchdown plus favorite. Uh AM one Maybe last we year. Go. Oh, that would be fun. Um, the hate is gonna be real. By the way, I do have an updated quote um for you because we've got more oh, quotes. God. Uh this one from Texas AM athletic director Ross Bjork, who talked to a friend oh, of the show, Ross Dellinger, that he believes and he has spoken to Greg Sankey, the commissioner that Saban violated the conference in, uh, conference sportsmanship bylaws. And he called Saban's comments a personal attack. So this is another quote. We're quote heavy today, but this is this is just meaty shit. He said, I don't know why Nick Saban would say what, say what he said, except he's threatened. There is a saying, an emperor who loves their dynasty, who loses their dynasty, lashes out. He seems to be making oh, excuses. No. This is personal. Coach Fitcher views this as a personal attack on his integrity and on AM's integrity. To have personal attacks to say that the only reason AM is recruiting well is NIL money is wrong. Now, okay, delightful. Now that's going to piss Nick Saban off. That is going to piss Nick Saban off more than the, the Jimbo stuff. That is um, for sure going to piss him off. But uh, also, if they say Saban broke it, didn't they just, didn't Jimbo just break the same policy? Like, yep. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's going – Greg Sankey hates this because he loves his job because some the schools that he works with make it easy. But this is probably one Correct. of the more difficult things that they'll have to deal with because there are going to be – there is going to be some form of punishment because they want to squash this immediately. They're going to be fined yes. for saying stuff, each of them. It's not yep. going to be one or the other because it's – and they know if because if they come down harder in one instead of the other, it's going to be a complete shit show. But I guess – I mean. It, oh my god! I don't yeah, know. no, no, Greg. This is a tough job. Greg Sankey is a great fundraiser and is a great money man with the conferences. I don't think you know Mike Slive was a great personality, right? Like this is, um, and this is in fairness to Sankey, like you got to go sit down, Saban and Jimbo. Good luck, like ye. So I just think this is not over. And the fun part about this, you mentioned it, is these two teams play. These two teams will probably begin the season ranked in the top five. Alabama certainly will. A&M, if they're not top five, are going to be, you know, number six. A&M is going to have this bought recruiting class, which is going to be really friggin' good. Like, mm-hmm. and it is bought. I mean, I'm going to keep using that word. Um, I like just love all this was page. Oh. Like, I just, the <sighs> fact that, like, they're not, like, it's so blatantly obvious to everyone. I just don't, like, to your point, I don't understand why you wouldn't use it as, like, hell yeah, we're doing this, and this is what's going on. Like, I just, it's so strange. And the, we have never seen, like, we've talked about this a lot on the show, about how there's a lot of things that stay quiet in the college football coaching realm. It just is a, like, gentleman's club where they just don't say things. And this, like, is just off the charts in terms of anything we've ever seen before. I mean, to call him a narcissist and say he thinks he's God. Well, when you said gentlemen's <laughs> club, when you said gentlemen's club at first, I had to recalibrate my association of gentlemen's club. I'm just saying both tend to apply to this specific issue. Uh, there are rules of the gentlemen's club and of a gentlemen's club. And these rules, we like to say, of course, behind the curtain, like behind the know, curtain. This has been the fraternity of coaching and recruiting. Yes. It's like, you know, don't talk shit. And I'll tell you what, from Saban to Jimbo to the AD, there is some snitching going on. Uh, there is some snitching. There I, is some snitching. It's I, well, like just the the 
the fact that Jimbo like doubled down a lot in his press conference about checking in on Saban and checking in on, oh, look how God did it. You know, we don't have to pay our team. Look at what he, like, oh, oh, buddy. I am excited and I hope this doesn't end. And uh, we get to write about it. I'm, I'm excited yes. to write about this because I do have thoughts. Uh, and it's really me just clapping like a seal, like wanting more fish. That's better. Yeah. Like that's my very educated college football thought. Is like, oh, oh, like that. Like it's like if you're looking for an educated opinion on this, it's just going to be me uh, throwing firecrackers into the into the abyss, wanting these guys to like, like you know, if I were at these fight page, I'd be the person egging them on. Like, Jimbo, you gonna take that shit, Nick? He just said you're uh, like a narcissist, dude. Like, what the fuck? And then it would like, I, that's what I want to be, an agitator on this thing. So these guys, and they're also kind of country, right? There's an element of this. Both of these guys yeah. are country. If you look at like their, West Virginia their roots, Florida. their West Virginia. Yeah, exactly. And Jimbo even said it. He goes, I'm not, I'm not going to back down. These guys are like. I wasn't raised like that. They're, they're older, but they are bulldogs. So, yes, they'll get a talking to from the SEC. They'll get a little fine. They've got the money. I love this shit. I absolutely so do love I. this shit. I, I, I mean, it's literally May 19th, mm -hmm. and we are getting a full – I mean, this has taken over sports Twitter. Like, if you had any bad news, drop it today because those two are, are completely taking over. It is hilarious in every aspect. I think people that don't follow college football closely watched it and – and took something different from what we all took as like college football analysts and reporters. But it's it's a very interesting storyline that is just going to be the gift that keeps on giving throughout the year. Because again, every coach, whether they are in the SEC or not, are going to be asked about these kind of things. Um, I feel they bad for uh, Dana Duckworth, who is the Alabama gymnastics coach who retired, I believe, today. Uh Oh, that's no. that's a tough scene. I don't know anything about Dana Duckworth. I believe that's her name um, or his name. Um, that's how much research I've put into this. But there oh, is an gosh. Alabama gymnastics coach retiring that probably has a really like it's just a tough day to, to generate news at any school, let alone that school. So all right, now I have to figure out the details on this because I feel like I, that's not fair. Dana. Yeah, we need to do Dana, Dana is already having a tough day. Dana Duckworth steps down as Alabama gymnastics coach after 27 years. So you're 27 years. You pick this day in May. It's like the safest time to step down. Um, and lo and behold, uh, yes. And I can tell you just with some, uh, I do, you know, getting the vibe from people inside Alabama, um, you know, Chaos is not something that that is always welcomed in Alabama, right? So th this is while this is fun for us, like those yeah. closer to the picture are like miserable. Holy shit. Like and and you know, it's a holy shit vibe, but here we are. Now, let's talk an actual football game. We have Alabama, speaking of Alabama, and Texas. Yes. Um <laughs> this is this was supposed to be the story of the week. It's looking like Alabama Texas is going to be a nooner. Okay. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Paige. Well, I've got thoughts on nooners, but you've got a petition out basically that has what? How many signatures now? It Thousands was... of signatures to change it to the night game. Well, um, I think this is amazing. 
Can I say, though, that I absolutely love fucking noon football? And, mm-hmm. and by the way, if you're going to call it a nooner, you got to talk about it. Because nooners come in God country, which is Big Ten country where I'm at. That's where nooners are birthed. This is the Big Ten land. Those are 11 a.m. games, damn it. So this is an 11 a.m. game. And bring it. Bring on the 11 a.m. game here. Why are people yeah. mad about this? I love 11 a.m. games. So Other than it's going to be 1,000 degrees. Yeah, it is going to be 1,000 degrees. But um, I will actually be in attendance at this game. But not for the reason that people think. Um, I've teased this a little bit. But my brother, I was in Tucson this past weekend. My brother graduated from the University of Arizona and is going to law school at the University of Texas. So. Oh, yes. Hook him, no apparently. Interviews, no interviews. Is, uh, no interviews. Respect, respect, respect his the decision. decision. Yeah, yeah, respect his decision, which is so funny because there's certainly a um, image of me on the internet doing horns down. Um, so now I Ooh. am, I guess on the Texas bandwagon. Oh, this is um, a this is a tough game for you. Yeah, it is. I'm, is a, I was thinking I'll wear all black, but it's going to be a noon game and then oh, I was like, that, "Oh god." But yeah. I can't I'm not rooting for anyone. I can tell you that much. I I won't pick. I will not pick. I already told my brother that. I already told Kristen I will not pick a side. I am just going to go to enjoy football at its finest. Um I mean, realistically speaking, we know who's going to win by a lot. But anyway, but I am excited to be at that game. It being at noon, not really thrilled. I feel like it'd be kind of cool to see that game. But also, it could be really fun. You get up early, you tailgate. I, it's going to be hot. I'll probably miss the later games because I'll fall asleep. Um, but, you know, who knows? I just, like, the only nooner that is acceptable, I think, in the eyes of the college football people, is, like, the Red River Shootout. Is like, yeah. certified nooner. But, like, to me, like have these games spaced out like give me the nooner and then give me oregon georgia right like give me like i i don't know i don't have beef with this being at that time it's kind of i think it'd be kind of fun so i think yeah i don't mind day games but i think that's just because i literally dedicate my saturdays to watching college football like oh that's all i do on saturdays so like you know what we're not it doesn't inconvenience us in any way because we are spending our day doing that anyway so um also very 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 day game or a night game i mean actually very selfishly two page i haven't connected these dots chances are i'll be writing about this game i'm just you know chances are gonna have Mm -hmm. thoughts on this game Fucking nooners to cover nooners, so you have the whole night to watch football. To watch games, and, and love it. Do more of this. Um, that's that's where my mind goes. So yeah, it I mean, does turn about I me. I think you have to be in attendance to write on that, don't you? Yes, I was going to say. <laughs> speaking of alcohol and problems, um, yeah, you are you're going to be divided. Just you should get one of those like. Can you imagine? The, like your, the, the, I yeah. hate people that do that. Unless know, your kids really play on two separate teams, you don't get to do that. Like, no. Unless you're a mom or dad or sibling of somebody playing in a professional or college sport that are playing against each other, please don't do that. I'm I just, can't. I can't. You know those shirts? Can I just go on a rant for a sec? Yes, you, you know can. those shirts that say like, "I just hope both teams have fun." Like, I hate those shirts like we, it gets under my skin no there are no that's not what sports I, is founded on i, I hope, hope everybody has fun no, no, I no, hope no one team is miserable because they lost i'm I th- sorry i think that at some point we have enough sayings for a merch uh uh center and yes. and some sort of shirt saying i hope both teams like i hope one, I team, hope one team rips the other miserable. team's head off 
Yeah. Um, versus I hope both teams have fun. I like that. I think that's a merch. Oh. I think that's a merch Oh, trust opportunity. me. I've already got that in the works. I will tell you later. But behind the curtain, we'll go behind, behind the curtain, the curtain. For that. Um, behind the curtain. For that. All right. So, but but by the way, everyone embrace Nooners. I'm just saying. Yes. Um, I think we can be team Nooners on this. And not yes. the drink, because I actually don't really love I like certain flavors, but not a lot of them. Uh, I had but a couple that. this past weekend. Uh, uh -huh. Pineapple. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. I also I like watermelon. Yeah. I think peach is disgusting. Peach ain't good. Um, yeah. I, this weekend I had some interesting things. I had a shot called fish piss and it's, mm. um, I think it's like Red Bull, blue carousel and. Piss? I don't even know what alcohol, vodka maybe? Piss? Um, but my grandma fish. took a shot. I, yeah. Fish piss is what it's called. My it's grandma to took two shots of them and she beat me. In taking the shot. Like, she finished her shot before me. There's video of it. I don't know I need to that save says it to my Instagram about, so that people uh, can see it. Yeah. It says more about me than it does my grandma. My grandma's a, a rager. It's just like, I'm slow at taking shots, but my grandma can hang. And the best part is she, like, nods in the end of it. Like, hell yeah, I did it. Like, oh my it's God. the best. That Graduation is... weekend for our family was really fun, and there was a lot of turning up and a lot of alcohol involved. But, um, yes, again, just congratulations to my brother also for graduating yeah. and getting into Texas law school. We're excited for him. And Austin seems like a fun place to drink. So looking forward to that. Oh, my God. I, didn't, I don't game. think I knew you were going to that game. I think that was – I don't know if we've talked about that. We probably have. But that is – Well, we talked about that he was probably going there. Um, he decided this week that that's where he's going. So uh, that's that is awesome. where that's... we will be. So, yeah, I already looked up hotel – I was like, I'm booking my hotel room and I'm going. I already told my my Bleacher Report manager. I was like, I'm off this weekend. Sorry, I need, I'm going to that game. Um, I, speaking of which, this is a slight diversion, but I'm looking, Yes. um, I want to add this since we're on all things, Alabama and, uh, Texas, which is, I did see Texas before we recorded, did a hook'em horns, which I thought was going to be Jordan Addison related. Right. So we're talking so much yeah. about portals and NILs and, um, Jordan Addison, you know, Blitnikoff winner is down to either what Texas or USC, we think. Oh, shit. Mets are about to give up a run. God damn Mets, motherfucker. Um, so that's a big deal. Like, that's a really big deal. Like, that dude's really good. Uh, yeah. Maybe the best wide receiver in college football. Certainly in the top two or three. And if you're Texas, you know, we talk about opening up the, the – get the collectives ready, right? Like, like Yeah, the, collect <laughs> get, get get the collectives. Get the collectives ready. Guys, and USC certainly has done a pretty good job with its collectives. So – I'm very interested to see where he lands. We did see a hook of horns earlier. Um, Jordan, From Jordan at, um, the I think it was one of the official Texas accounts, unless I was fooled okay. by the internet. But um, that's a big deal. The dude's just hanging out there. We're distracted by all sorts of fun, sparkly Thanks things so like me. But the best wide receiver in college football is still a free agent as of now. Although by the time you listen to this, he may have picked a team. Yeah. Do you have a vibe? I think Texas is going to get him. I, I think Texas is – I think he hmm, – let me see how I, I think there's – I think he, I think he's well, acutely aware I, of what will be looked into if he does go to USC too. Well, I think that also plays I, a part of it. I think that he'd probably post better numbers at USC. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I think it's fast. It's a huge – it's like legit the best quarterback of his position. Nothing against Caleb Williams, but quarterback-wise, like, yes, both are still at risk because – Quinnewers, we don't know really anything about, but I still think you're taking a better bet in terms of padding your own numbers with that quarterback versus the one at USC. 
Oh, you have already become a Texas homer. Like it took <laughs> 280 seconds, seconds to, for you to become a Texas homer. Um, no, but think about it. Think about the the what Oklahoma had to work with. Yeah, no, I I think he's in a really good situation, and he's probably going to make a shit pot full of money to go play Come with him. a much to to play in a situation. I mean, shit, he had a great year with Kenny Pickett. He's basically going to fall into a situation with a quarterback that should allow him to continue to thrive. Like, and yeah. he's really good. I I don't know. Kenny Pickett kind of distracted, I think, from his season, but like this dude can ball. Like this dude can yeah. ball. So the fact that he's just kind of chilling out there is is amazing to me. Um Yeah. So um, we have a nothing burger that we do have to talk about. So yes. the Pac twelve is getting rid of divisions. Love it. Which is I love it. Great. I mean, we want the two best teams to play each other. And I talked about this a little bit when we talked about the the SEC and the Big Ten and things like that and what it means for certain teams. Um it it's been a little interesting on the the Pac-12 side because the North was pretty good and had two teams that were pretty solid. That Oregon yes. and Washington were kind of going back and forth on who was was making their their spot. But um, I mean, it's fine with it. I know we're going to see USC and Oregon in it for time, like for years U- to come. Utah so not, would like a, like a word. I'm just saying. Utah, Utah would like a word, but because they're not going to be helped out by being in the South, it doesn't matter. I don't know. Well, maybe. No, long term, you're right. I think USC is going to die. I just philosophically, first off, the Pac-12, like, I love that the Pac-12, this like was announced and they're like, yep, we're doing this. Like the Pac-12 looks like it has way better leadership than it has had. It actually does. Yeah. I, I don't this know. This was if like a follow of like, everything else that was happening. You had like no sure. choice but to do this. No, but like, I really like what this stands for because the divisions are really weighted poorly. I really, you know, SEC is adding teams. The SEC is going to be an interesting one to follow in this because mm-hmm. the SEC is kind of more ripe with tradition. I'll say like there's like there's a certain expectations and format, but I love that the Pac-12 is just like you know. Are you laughing at me? Yeah, I was laughing at you being like they're a bit of more. It just tradition. it just means more. Are you just it just <laughs> it means, means more at me? I was just laughing because it's like you try to be so delicate with the fact that like the SEC matters the, the way Pac-12 more to sucks. the college football yeah. landscape than the Pac-12. You try to be so delicate with it. Yeah, it's and you're the, like. It's You're like, the, you know, riddled in tradition, like trying to be like it's, politically it's correct. Like the, you could just say, hey, this is a much bigger deal in the SEC than it is in the Pac-12. It yeah. affects it a little in terms of Pac-12 land, but it doesn't affect the larger landscape yeah, that as was we the, go forward. That was the press release quote, like the very kind, like, yeah, we're um, – but I still love it. And I think fans like it and it'll help scheduling. It'll help everything. But yeah. the Pac-12 actually looks like it's in good hands finally, which is which is good. I mean, Refreshing. honestly, there's a lot to like there, and they need it. Um, all right. I have – I want to talk week one lines, but let's do our number – do we want to do our team first? Because then we can end with some gambling stuff. Yes, because we also need to talk about some golf a little bit. We can yes. start with our teams. And I realize uh, – yes, I will go first. So we are at – 13? Number 13. So let's see. It's going to get longer and longer. But your teams right now, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, uh, Texas A&M, Utah, uh, Notre Dame, Michigan, Texas. Wonder why that's there. NC State, Oklahoma <laughs> State, Baylor, and Arkansas. And I am Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Texas A&M, uh, Utah, Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan, Oklahoma State, 
uh, NC State, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Baylor. And I realized I read your team at the end because I was in that's the okay. joke. I was in that's the joke of, of of shitting on your Texas yeah, uh, bias. That's what you get. So your team Texas. is Arkansas. Um, yes, my who team I already had. I I mean, go ahead, but I I like Arkansas a lot. I think they're a really interesting team this year. I think they're going to build on the momentum they had last year. I think it's so funny that Sam Pittman was like the butt of the joke not that long ago, and now yeah. he's really improved. I think in the SEC, you also need like veteran presences. I think Texas, we will see how Texas A&M does with their um, recruiting class and having a lot of fresh faces. But I think KJ Jefferson is better than most people realize because he also was under the Chad Morris thing at the beginning, and, and he wasn't a priority really there. And I think they're, they are absolutely going to be relevant. I think they're going to be the thorn in the side of some very nationally relevant teams. I don't think they make the playoff or anything like that, but I do think they're a thorn in the side of other SEC teams that are in that conversation. Um, I completely agree. I mean, I think that they're uh, like that quarterback. You want to talk about a, a guy that could really evolve. They lost a really good wide receiver. They are a pain in the ass. They could have had a much better team season last year, uh, really mm-hmm. in close games. They got to pay that dude, by the way. They really got to pay him. Like, th- there was kind yeah. of a conversation. Like, they're going to have to keep him because if he keeps winning at this level, like, he's going to get a, a better job, even though he's a great cultural fit there. So I'm going to go with the team that I think you had. Yeah, you had last week, which is Baylor. Um, you know, I'm not sure I've seen a cultural – schematic overhaul like this where they went from like being this fun offensive team to like this defensive juggernaut. Now they've had some dudes drafted in the secondary shifting around quarterback. Uh, I really am a believer in Dave Aranda. Like he, you, you talked about it last week, his Zen like qualities his just him, his whole setup. Like I really think he's pretty good. Now that league is tricky. Like we've got Texas and Baylor and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Like that's a really fun conference this year. Um, I'm so fucking excited for football. God damn, me too. So fucking it's, excited. It for is football. such a tricky conference to look at because I feel like we always like to doubt them and kind of downplay the talent that they do have there. But I mean, I think Baylor is gonna be good. Like I, there's just it's funny to me that like we've. Given the Big 12 such shit for not playing defense, but like as defenses have evolved and how good their offenses have been, like it's so fun to watch. Ugh, I love college football so much. I'm so excited. I'm so goddamn excited. All right. Let's talk gambling. Now, yes. I'm just going to say this. If you are a sports book listening to this and you would like to sponsor this podcast, or if you're an alcohol company, or if you sell, I don't know, anything. anything. That is on brand with us. Like, we're not yes. going to shill things out, although we will. Um, something on brand with our who we are, which is, you know, I think on brand with a lot of people. Right, Paige? Like, this is now total shilling. Just saying, call us because we talk gambling every week. And this week, DraftKings, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, we are talking about you. Now, I thought I missed it, but there is not a line for Alabama, Texas, I don't believe yet. Um there's some lines out there for like uh, Texas ULM. There is a Texas A&M line versus Alabama, which I think conveniently found its way onto the website probably in the last 12 hours, but that's fine. So um, hold on. I just want to, I realized this as you were talking, yes. I just want to say that there was a statistic that came out 
that uh, more than 4.6 million women joined sports betting apps in 2021, which is like it grew 115% That's year over awesome. year. So um, I'm glad that the ladies are hopping on uh, the sports gambling because I think, too, it makes it more interesting. It's more fun to watch. Um, when you don't have like a rooting interest, um, or if you do, it makes it pretty miserable sometimes. Um, but yes. yeah, gambling is is on the up and up. So I'm glad that we're here to give some some takes on it, make some more degenerates out there because Lord knows that I've become one thanks to I'm not going to name names. It's <coughs> a problem. I'm sorry, <laughs> but now, but um, week I, zero or week one? These are week. We I think these are week one. So there's a okay. shit ton of lines up now. There are week zero lines as well. Um, I will also, I want to give a shout out to Jason, who, Jason, Jason, who my neighbor, friend of the show, is going to watch Nebraska play in Ireland this year. Uh, wow. He booked his ticket. So Jason is going to go watch Nebraska not lose to Northwestern in Ireland because that'll be a terrible flight home. Um, that so is that is quite, college football dedication. I mean, That is. That wow. is quite so, the dedicated um fan right there but yes. i so basically when i saw you were like hey let's do some lines i that sounded weird uh, yeah some Sorry. betting lines context <laughs> that, that just was too good no, um it's like it's I like only gentlemen's one club. different it's, than you it's the gentleman's club yeah no and i don't um, have picks on these by the way i so to be clear you just put them out I there do, i thought these I were just your put picks. them out there oh no, no, no. if you want these are my picks as of right now oh no I because so I had all chalk. Um, oh, I haven't done picks yet, but I am willing to do picks one by one if you if you go. I mean, these yeah, are early, so let's, let's, subject to change. Okay. Yes, these are I, these are just like if we had to bet today, this is what we would bet. Fair enough. Um, all right, so let's do game one. These are not official picks and pints picks. These are just no. Like we will do those closer to these games off. as we know things. This is goofing off, having a good time. It's May. So There's the no line news, right. Utah, yeah, Utah minus one versus Florida in a game not enough people are talking about. What say you? I'm taking Florida right now. Why, why, why you say? Because Florida always wins a game they're not supposed to win. And there's too much riding on Utah actually winning this game. I I like Utah, but... I know you were going to say that. I but. but it's in Gainesville, right? This game is, yes, it is at Florida, I believe. It's not... I don't think this is a neutral site. I think this is actually. Let's check. Uh, no, it's in it's in Gainesville. So okay, yeah. So even more of a reason why. Awesome game, by the way. Holy shit! Awesome game. I am. I like Utah. I don't love Utah. This one's going to require some. You I know, think you love Utah. I think that's a lie. I kind of do love Utah. I mean, I had them yeah, ranked. Just own it. But this is a weird trip. It's it's going to be. I don't know what time this game is. It's going to be five thousand degrees. I don't know. Really? All right. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean it's good. I I don't know. All right, Georgia minus fourteen versus Oregon. Um, I like Georgia. I yeah, same. I will say, I this is a such a different Georgia team that it wouldn't surprise me if they came out flat. Yeah. In the game against Clemson, they came out super flat. I mean, we I thought mean, it was great defenses. Georgia's defense was great. Both those offenses were. Fucking terrible Abysmal, too. Yeah. yeah. So I fourteen points is a lot though. It so is like that one. As we get closer, I could see shifting a lot. But you're on Georgia as well. Yeah. Um, Ohio State 
minus 14 and a half at home versus Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah, that's a lock for me. I think Ohio State is going to beat the living shit out of Notre Dame. So do I. I think Sadly. it's going to be fucking terrible. I think it's yeah. going to be this clip this and play it when Notre Dame wins. I CJ Stroud, like the first half of the season, like looked really off. Like people forget, like he was like, whoa, should we bench this dude? Yeah. I know they lost a couple of like great wide receivers. They that Ohio State's going to be a problem. Like that's going to be bad at home. Game day's there, which is oh, can't wait for football. I think that game's going to be real bad. Yeah, same. Um, don't quote me yet, though. LSU versus um, Florida State. LSU minus four. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. I have no idea what to do with this game. I, I have no idea. What I are, I don't know if any of these te- either of these teams are going to be good. Are they going to score? Even, are they even going to score points? It's like it's going to be zero zero. <laughs> I I don't. I have. I I guess I would lean LSU because yeah, I think too. Brian Kelly is that dude. Yes. Um, I because he's a really good coach when he's not dancing. But I I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, yeah. And then there's no Alabama Texas line. So. What is that line going to be? It's probably going to be Alabama double digits, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, because the Texas right? A&M like, one right now is 16 and a half. Oof. That's a shit ton of points. The Alabama-Texas I mean, one will be at least in the it, – it'll be like minus 21. Like, it's going to be ridiculous. I guess I don't know why that line's not up. Are they waiting to see what Addison does? Is he that big of an influence on? Sp- I don't know. Like, I, he's the best wide receiver in football. Like a maybe, but I, I find that fascinating. Um, so we have so much more gambling stuff to do. We have like win totals coming out. We have I'm oh my so god, excited. there's so much crap. So all right, any other parting shots before we head out here? Very excited to see Rory playing well. This yes. week already. It's Thursday, so we've seen him play pretty great. I also thought it was hilarious that he showed his daughter Poppy and was like, look, this is when daddy was good. Um, self-deprecating jokes are yes. definitely land. Um, also, John Daly. Um, My guy. I, look, it's a good day for content. I mean, it is I woke up day. this morning and I was like, John Daly was leading when I woke up and the Jimbo presser. I was like, honestly... Thank you, sports gods. Like, this is Paige's day. This is the best. Thank you so much for giving me this. You're adding more work to my plate, but I don't care. This is the greatest. I don't know who posted it, but somebody followed him around and said that he smoked 21 cigarettes during his round today. They did a cigarette count. Are you serious? And he smoked 21. I have walked a golf course with John Daly before. Um, Humble brag. uh, It is a humble brag, but... uh, Dude can pound Diet Cokes and he yeah. can pound cigarettes. Uh, Tiger saying that he drank, what, 16 Diet Cokes? <laughs> oh, my God. It was unbelievable. John, also it's a super out. nice guy. Like, the one of the nicer humans. Just slightly misunderstood and like, hey, man, he's got his, he's got his quirks. He is who quirks. he is, you know? He's... He's an interesting character, and and we love interesting characters, as if we didn't talk about enough of them today on the podcast. Oh but yeah, I mean, what a what a day for us to have to be delayed in and record a day later because of this chaos. And I'm so glad we didn't have to wait a week for this. We got to do it in real time, fresh reactions on Jimbo and Nick. Um, we're all on a first name basis, so I can call them that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, no, we are, uh, and and I don't know. Well, maybe not after today, but we were before today. 
Yeah. So uh, we can't wait for more of it. So with that, uh, Paige and Adam, we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you.